Welcome to Island Ghost Radio. I'm Mike Taylor. I'm Diane Constell. And I'm Erica Popino. Tonight's guest is Rick Hayes, the founder of Life's Gift. Yes, and Rick will be coming up shortly. We're going to speak to him soon. Wait, Isaac Hayes is on the show? Not Isaac Hayes. Rick Hayes. I think Isaac Hayes is dead. Is he? Well, yes. that would make a better show, wouldn't it? It would, but... <laughs> we haven't been lucky enough to have an actual dead guest. Okay, shout out to Isaac Hayes. Call us. Isaac, if you're out there, <laughs> he's listening. Give us a ring. Ah, uh, speaking of ringing, uh, we got a lot of uh, positive feedback on our last show, the UFO show we did with Doctor ah, Jacobs. Dr. Jacobs, that was good. Oh, the the prank phone call. Thing. Yeah, that, yes, was, that was good. We had a reverse prank phone call. Um, what happened was a would you call her a telemarketer? No, no, no. Bill she was collector. a col- she was collecting from right a, a bill credit collector. card credit card collector. <laughs> She called us the same time as Dr. Jacobs was supposed to call. So So we just went with it. You got to listen to it. It's funny. Yeah. So I decided to dig up an old prank phone call I made. Oh, no. Yeah. This is over 20 years ago. Oh, my God. This prank was before the days of caller ID, if anyone is old enough to remember those days. Oh, the good old days. Oh, yeah. Yes. I picked this one because it's kind of paranormal related. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm dying to hear this. I don't know what's scarier, that you have this or that you saved it. Yeah, it was recorded on cassette tape, so it's not the best quality, but um, I'll just set it up. I called someone and said that I've been dead since 1816. <laughs> <laughs> You're free. That's not paranormal. That's just crazy. And uh, I needed some information on today. so Let's hear that. Let's play this. Hello? Hello. Hi. 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 How are you doing? I'm good. I've got a slight dilemma here. What? I've been I've got a slight dilemma. Slight? Yes. See, I've been dead since eighteen sixteen. Mm-hmm. And I need some general information on today. So? So, um I'm, I need you to provide me with this information. You I was given your number. Your number. No, um, look, um, I'm on my way out, and if you'd like to call, could you call later? But you, but you, you don't seem to understand. I've been dead since 1816. I'm sorry, I can I... This is how you treat dead people? <laughs> I'm surprised it took her that long to hang up on you. <laughs> the, my favorite part of that is she's like, uh, look, I'm on my way out, but if you'd like to call, could you call back later? And the dead guy should call her back. Yeah. Mike, you are like really weird. Yeah. I, is well, this what you did during your uh, your formative My years? youth? Yeah. 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 Prank phone calls were a big part of my youth. Wow. I can't figure out if you're like a freak or a geek. A uh, little of both. A little of both. <laughs> now, we're not encouraging anybody to do this nowadays, at least, because they'll know you. <laughs> Oh, come on. Didn't you girls ever make prank phone calls when you were younger? I made a few, yeah. Yeah, I did too. In fact, my brother and I made a prank phone call once. We would just randomly dial numbers and accidentally dial my grandmother. Oh, nice. Pranking grandma. <laughs> my brother's on there saying whatever I asked him to say, and he hands me the phone and goes, it's Nana. Nice. <laughs> Whoops. Ooh. Well, could you imagine if dead people actually started making phone calls to us? That'd be awesome. Isaac Hayes, call in. I've heard some stories about that happening. Really? Yeah, well, there was a Twilight Zone episode. That, yeah, that too. No, yeah. people people have gotten phone calls from the dead. Ooh, spooky. Yeah. All right, well, I just thought that was fun to share. 
But uh, anytime in the future we get uh, someone calling us during the show, we definitely got to keep doing some reverse prank phone calls. That was fun. Yeah. Can we, can we get Isaac Hayes on now? <laughs> also, last week we uh, ran a little long with the UFO show, and we weren't able to get to all the voicemails. And people knew that we were having a UFO guest on. So I'm, I'm just going to play one of them right now. How's it going? My name's Justin, first-time caller, long-time listener. I just had two questions. One night a couple of weeks ago, I woke up and seen a light through my window, and since then I've been having this reoccurring dream about giant lizard men with small heads taking over the world, and I was wondering if that means anything. And also I have some spiritual experiences, and I was wondering if aliens were spiritual or have a spirit like us, you know? I mean... And I just wanted to say I love you guys. Alan Ghost Radio is the best. Listen to it all the time. I can't wait to hear the next show. Uh oh, I heard I heard the word love. Oh, Justin. Oh Lord. Oh, Justin loves us. Oh, sweet love. That was Justin Timberlake, right? Uh, I don't think Justin Timberlake is listening to our show. Oh, yes, he is. Sure, he is. That, that was just in case. That's right. Isaac Hayes and Justin Timberlake are listening to <laughs> and, our show. And just in case. And just in case. Oh, boy. Anyway. Moving right along. Sorry, Justin. We didn't get to your voicemail. I'm not even sure Dr. Jacobs could have answered that one. Yeah, that's pretty interesting. Lizard man and what was his other thing? Wondering if, like, UFOs have souls. Uh, not UFOs. Aliens. Aliens. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, we apologize, Justin. In the future, we'll... Uh, <laughs> kind of brings up why you never see ghosts of aliens. I'll try to address that question in the future. Anyway, let's talk about something that we have coming up, and that is our Shanley event. Awesome. Tickets are almost sold out. We have just a few rooms left, so if you go to islandghostradio.com, click on the events section, and buy a room. Come join us. And spend the night with us at the Shanley Hotel. Drink the coffee. It's a lot of fun. We're going to be ghost hunting. <laughs> come sleep with us, did you say? Erica's inviting everyone to come sleep with her. Bring no, it. I said us, not her. Well, don't speak for the rest Bring of us. Bring a teddy bear. Come snuggle with Erica. <laughs> Erica's going to have her little ghost pillow. <laughs> it's going to be a lot of fun. We're going to do a presentation showing things that we've captured in our group, Island Ghost Investigations. We do these every few months, and we have a great time. Yeah, it's always a fun time. So check it out. Buy your tickets early. Buy them often. Pick your friends. Pick your nose. Pick your family's nose. Paging Phil McCracken. (laughs) Uh, All right. Let's take a break. And when we come back. Isaac Hayes. Rick Rick Hayes. Hayes. Isaac Newton. Fig Newton. (sighs) See what we deal with, folks. I'm tired. See what we deal with. (laughs) Send pity, please. The big fig Newton. Oh boy. We'll be right back. You're listening to Island Ghost Radio. <laughs> Do you believe in ghosts? Are you a paranormal enthusiast? Well, you should party with us. Because on Saturday, October 24th, Long Island Paranormal Research and Investigations and Island Ghost Investigations are hosting a ghost party at Katie's of Slittown, Long Island's favorite haunted bar. 
party starts at 4 p.m. The first hundred guests receive an exclusive ghost party favor bag with fun surprises inside. There'll be food, music, and Island Ghost Radio will be recording a live show. You'll have a chance to win an exciting array of raffle prizes, gift baskets, t-shirts, guest spots on investigations, and a night for two at the Haunted Shanley Hotel. Admission is only $10. 21 and over, please. For more information, go to islandghostradio.com and click on the events section. That's Saturday, October 24th. We're just dying to party with you. <laughs> Tonight, our guest is Rick Hayes. Since 2003, he has brought inspiration and life-changing insight to thousands through personal consultations, media appearances, and speaking engagements. But tonight, paranormal and life consultant Rick Hayes will share with you the gifts of daily life and the life after. Rick is a published author, inspirational speaker, the founder of Life's Gift Incorporated, and what many define as a world-renowned psychic medium. He's appeared on numerous radio and television shows that include Sirius Satellite Radio, CBS Radio, Fox TV, and Sci-Fi Channel. If you believe or disbelieve, tonight Rick Hayes is here for you. Thank you for joining us, Rick. Welcome, Rick. Oh, it's a pleasure. It's a pleasure to be on the island on a Sunday afternoon. Thank you, <laughs> Thank you so much. Well, it's raining on this island, sorry to tell you. Yeah. It's raining <laughs> and humid. I'm actually in the Midwest this afternoon, and uh, we've had rain. In fact, I thought I was going to have to trade in my car for an ark, but we've had a lot of rain. So you you all must be getting it because uh, we've got sun here today. So I'm sending the sun your way. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you. You're welcome. Uh, So, Rick, I'd like to start off at the very beginning with you. Uh, When did you first realize you had psychic abilities? Well, first of all, Mike, I really feel that the abilities I've been given, we all are given when we're when we're created. We're all given many gifts in life, and one of the gifts is to, is the ability to know that our loved ones who have completed their plan here on Earth and moved on are still around us. But as we grow up, as especially as we get older, we're we're told it's a coincidence. We told we're told it's imagination, and so we no longer focus on the abilities we've been given. I, I call them blockers. We start getting blocks on our abilities. But actually, the earliest I can recall is I was about four, between four and five. I didn't know I was a little little guy. <laughs> and and uh, I can remember uh, seeing those that, you know, seeing those and hearing those that everyone around me that was telling me, you know, oh, he's, Rick's got an imaginary friend or Rick's, you know, oh, you know, you're just, you can't see them because they're no longer here. They're passed on. They're, they're you know, they died. They, quote, died. And. And so, you know, I really struggled with it all my life because it's like, well, you're telling me this, but I'm seeing them and I'm hearing them. So I grew up with all these abilities all my life, but I really did not begin sharing with my my abilities out in public until uh, 2003. And that's when I came out in public. We created Life's Gift and everything has been going unbelievable since. (laughs) So, Rick, tell us about Life's Gift. Well, Life's Gift was actually created. Uh, I had an experience in the fall of 2002, as I shared. I did not. I kept it this to myself throughout my life. My family knew, but I just didn't want everyone to think I was weird. So I just kept it to myself. And and in 2002, I was actually working in the corporate world. I'm so glad to be out of that now. <laughs> and, 
And uh, and I had a very dear friend who was also my my uh, boss who who was going through a, a a challenge in her life, and I and I began hearing messages for her, and I kept saying no, I don't want to tell her because I don't want to get fired, and so they kept being insistent. So I shared for the first time outside my family, I shared with someone uh, in the business in the business sense, and and I shared with her some messages and. And to make a long story short on that, she actually, uh, about three or four days later, everything was validated. About three or four days later, she came into my office, and she she hugged me, and then she stepped back, and she said, Rick, you're being very selfish for not sharing this with everyone else. And I never did look at that I was being selfish throughout my life. I looked at it, and I, did, I wanted to keep it to myself because I just wanted to be, I wanted everyone to think I was just a regular guy. Yeah. And so with that, with that note, I began to pray. I began to, you know, ask for guidance. And, and uh, so we, the first thing I wanted to do was I want to make sure that we reached as many people all over the world as we could to let everyone know that life is truly a gift. And so we created Life's Gift in 2003. If the basis of Life's Gift is it's a, it represents my speak it says on there it represents my speaking and uh, my consultation services but in actuality it, what it is is for everyone to come to come into life to come to life's gift check out the what everyone is saying to get inspired to get motivated and because i'm a true believer that before you can understand the life after you must first start believing and and understanding life here each day right i understand um you know, feeling like people might think you're crazy and, and having second thoughts about coming out. But don't you think that it's changing and that people are being more spiritual and, and not really looking down on, on psychics or even ghost hunters or anybody thinking we're crazy as much as they used to? Absolutely so. And, and again, and I believe it has a lot to do with uh, individuals are becoming more of an open mindset. The, the traditional values are great values to have, but it's also great to have an open mind and to continue to learn each day. And and the other point is that the reason it has become more understanding is because of the media. It's because of in, uh, paranormal investigators. It's right. because of shows like yourself who's getting out there and saying, hey, won't you take a look at this? Take a look at this and be open-minded about it. Right. And I think because of that, it's really becoming uh, where people are becoming more understanding. Yes. Yeah, so at the same time, that doesn't it seem like organized religion is kind of – I don't want to make anybody angry. It uh, seems to be falling apart a little, and people seem to be getting their own opinions, and everybody's you know, making up – not making up, but following different paths. Absolutely so. I mean, I mean the, the old traditional – I mean, my background is my my mother's a preacher's daughter. And my grandfather was a very highly respected evangelist, and he still is. I you know I know that he's still around, and so I grew up in a in a traditional going to church on Sunday and Wednesday background, and going there and hearing certain views certain views by the by the pastor on how he was taught and in order to teach us. I'm not condoning that in any way because I understand that that the things I learned from him also helped me. Right. But I also feel that the that religion is also saying, hey, you know what? There's 
let's be a little more open-minded here. Let's, you know, we can stay with traditional values, but at the same time, we can be a lot more open-minded and understanding that, because the whole point of religion was throughout throughout religious history, is that to help us to understand that there's more than just life here. Yes. But everyone had their different views on what the life there was. I think now everyone is becoming twofold here. They're saying there is something more than just life here. And the other thing is they're saying, while you're here on this earth in your physical body, embrace every moment that you can out of out of your life each day. Good message. Now, Rick, um, I'd like to get your belief on this. You're a medium. Um, how do you communicate with spirits? Uh, do they speak to you? Do you get images? Uh, I have a remote control. No, I'm <laughs> If it was that easy. <laughs> you know, you know, Mike, they, they really, they really assist me in, in, in different ways of connecting with me. There's three basics that I usually share. The first is what I call verbal thought. And, and I do not say that they talk to me, even though they do. I call it a verbal thought simply because what we need to understand is that when we complete our plan here, move on. And you'll hear me say move on quite a bit. I don't use the word death or dead simply because of the definition of those two words means an end. And I know we don't end when we complete our plan here. We simply move on. But the first is a verbal thought. You're no longer in your physical body. You're no longer in your spirit, in your physical voice. You will be in your spiritual body and your spiritual voice. So one way is they they talk to me just like as we're talking now, and but sometimes it sounds like it's a little higher pitch. Sometimes it sounds a little faster. So when I'm when I'm in consultations and I start talking a little faster, I'm just trying to keep up with them. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, that's one way. Another way is maybe a little bit unique. Um, I call it a, I call it a a a spirit of light or a light energy. Uh, I know a lot of people in this industry talks about balls of light or orbs of light. And actually, when I see those, those are something else for me throughout my life. But when I see a loved one's energy, I actually see a very long, elongated light. And it's usually different lengths, but it's it's a long, elongated light and very bright in the center. And especially in consultations, what this light will do will actually go near the person that I need to share the message with. And then the third way is, and this happens a lot when I go to these these places that are called haunted or going on going with investigators, paranormal investigators, is what I call light shadow. And we hear a lot about sh- shadows in this industry, but what I see is a shadow or, or a figure of an individual that how they looked when they were in their physical body. But I call it a light shadow because I see a light around them, and I also it's almost like a light coming through them. There are many ways they, they assist me, and, and they understand what I'm doing. Is All I'm doing is I'm sharing their word and their messages to their loved ones and to, to let us know that, there's, that we, there's more than just here. There's also there. What you just spoke of, is that something different than shadow people? Well, you know, I, uh, to me, it's the same. Okay. Uh, I know there's, in, there's, there's definitions out there that shadow people may be uh, maybe evil, maybe the, the you know maybe something definition of something bad. Uh, I never personally, I've never come across that. Uh, I think part of it is because I refuse to to even acknowledge it. Right. Uh, the second and the second thing is, I, I you know that there's the shadows that we see automatically brings fear to us. 
because because it is something unexpected, yeah. and we automatically associate fear with evil. And so, but it, it is, it, it really is, but it isn't, because when I see the shadows, like I've been with others that say, did you see that shadow? And I'll say, yeah, but did you see the light through it? You know? right, so, right. And they'll say, no, I just saw huh. the shadow, so it may be some, some way I look. Well, Rick, what do you think, as far as haunted locations, what would make a place more haunted than another place? It's not necessarily the age, right? Right. It, it has a lot to do with, uh, well, first of all, I've, I've been to just about every haunted location you can think of. They they always say, Rick, this, you know, before we go in there, Rick, this is haunted. I say, uh, well, okay. <laughs> you know. <laughs> and, and, and really, I, I feel that a haunted location is simply, uh, again, it is it is loved ones or it is spirits who have memories there, have experiences there, and they understand why we're coming in. And I'm going back to paranormal investigators because I again I feel paranormal investigators in this industry have done so much to help this industry. And when when a paranormal investigators go into a location that is quote haunted, then the spirits in there know why they're there. And so in in my opinion when we go in there is they're helping us they're helping us to better understand the location to better understand the you know the memories there uh you know for example i've been to everyone's heard of the waverly sanatorium right i've been there a half a dozen times and each time i've been in there it's it's i've connected with someone that wants to show me and tell me about the location itself and so to me, any place that's haunted, you know, again, we assume haunted being as, as being something scary. And I think once we better understand why they're giving us these messages in this location, they're just simply wanting us to learn. Right. So, Rick, we have a group called Island Ghost Investigations. We're paranormal investigators ourselves. And uh, we don't have right. a... We don't have <laughs> <laughs> We don't have a psychic on our team. Not that we're opposed to having one. Uh, the problem is finding a psychic who wants to do it for the research and not for money. But uh, hopefully down the road that will solve itself. But uh, we go to many places where we know there's activity there, and some nights we come away with some amazing uh, evidence, and other nights it's just for lack of a better word. <laughs> <laughs> Dead. Dead. Yeah. Uh, why do you feel that is? Why do you feel some nights you can get um, get signs of their presence and other nights there's nothing going on? Do you think it's uh, some type of environmental conditions on their side maybe? Well, first of all, if I'm ever up in your area, I just just I'll be knocking on your door because I love to go <laughs> with paranormal investigators to locations. Well, come on over. So, All right, I will do. But I, I believe that it has a lot to do with the time. It has a lot to do with what's going on during that time. It also has a lot to do with your with the investigator's attitude or emotions when they're going in there. Uh, and it also and it also has a lot to do with when you're going in there. You know, again, if you came to my house right now because I'm in I'm in my I'm calling from my home right now. If you came to my house and knocked on my door, I'm going to answer because I'm here. Right. And and I'm going to invite you in. But if I, you know, if I am not here because I because and you come to my door and you just walk on in, you're not going to get anything in my home, other than an empty refrigerator, probably. But, <laughs> right. But uh, you know, but but it, it all has a lot to do 
and it, a lot of it has to do with the paranormal investigators' individual mindset. In other words, their attitude. And I share with investigators: you go in, if you go in there before you go in there, if you if you really feel positive about going in there, you you build your positive attitude, you build your positive energy, you go in there and let them know. And you can say this verbally out loud, or you can say this before you go to yourself before you go in. I'm going in there to learn. I want you to help me to learn, and I want you to help me to understand more about this location. I think by doing so, you you get a better you get a better return on on your uh, on your evidence. That's a, that's a great in. idea. Absolutely. Do you think that certain people are ringers? You know what I mean, like. Certain people just attract ghost magnets activity and ghost magnets. <laughs> well, uh, would that be called a dead ringer then? <laughs> <laughs> Good one. Uh, that's great. Uh, you know, I've been told that 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 individuals like myself seem to attract, and uh, you know, in a, in a sense, we probably do because it's simply that the the spirits on on the other side per se uh, knows that we can connect with them. And and so because of that, we seem to attract more activity when we go to these locations. But again, it's, I, I believe an investigator can do the same thing. If they go in, just as we were talking about a few minutes earlier, if you go in with saying to yourself and, and letting, letting them know that you're there to learn from them, that you want to learn about the location, that you're, that you're excited about learning the location, they're going to feel that and they're going to help you. Right. Well, I wanted to know um, spirits when they're in one particular location. Why is it you occasionally see them somewhere else? I mean, do they travel? Do they split? Are they cloned? I mean, how does that work? Well, I I, I, I do a lot of traveling in my life here here in the last since we came out in the public with this, and I detest traveling. I, I'm I'm still waiting on the Star Trek version where they'll just be <laughs> definitely. I was just complaining I, about that last week. I really, <laughs> I really enjoy the locations when I go there and learning about the different locations, but just the traveling part I don't like. But exactly. uh, you know, I, I feel that uh, that as far as as far as them being in different places, we've got to understand this, that the only thing we really understand and can, comp- can comprehend right now is what we can do in our physical body. And in a sense, we are restricted in our physical body. In other words, our physical body can only be one place at one time. It appears that the when we are in our spirit body, we can be all places at, all, at, at any time. So uh, in consultations, I usually share with, for example, a family, if a family, I'm talking to a family and I'll share with one of the daughters that, you know, their dad can be with your home protecting and watching you, the same to go with the daughter that lives maybe a state over. And I share with them, it, it's almost like that you get really big eyes when you move on or something. And they could, you could look down with these big eyes and say, oh, okay, I see what you're doing. Right. You know, so. Again, we don't really understand it. We can't define it define it right now because we're not in our spiritual bodies. But what we can understand is we won't be restricted as we are here in our physical bodies when it comes to being in different locations at the same time. Rick, do you uh, believe there are evil spirits out there? Absolutely. I, I, I do. I, as I said, I was raised in a religious background. I do know that the evil, the evil being, I call it an evil being. I, I, I feel like that this, this, this evil one is, 
I don't even want, I don't even believe he's deserves a name. Right. But if you read the history, I mean, he was actually in the heavens. He was actually had the opportunity to have the life everlasting. He was actually cast out and placed on the earth. And so, and he calls it the jealousy and greed and, and things like that. I do feel we have evil energies around that can on, that are on the earth. They are evil as a part of the earth. It is not a part of the life after. Uh, you can protect yourself from it. You can you can even deny it. And you know, I've had again, I've had individuals ask me. They say, "Have you ever had to deal with an evil energy?" I say, "Absolutely not." And they and they say, "Why why not?" And I said, "Well, number one." I have a creator more powerful than anything, number two. Uh, and it's kind of a joke, but it's, it's, I have family that moved on, and now I'm going to do my best Marlon Brando impression. You don't mess with my family because <laughs> <Okay>? <laughs> they're, they're around me and guiding me as well. And, and so, you know, it all comes down to this. If you carry a negative energy within you, the evil spirits love negative energy. And you're allowed, you're opening that door to, to let these evil spirits to be around you. If you close that door by being positive, if you close that door by saying you're weak and I am strong, you won't have to deal with it. I do feel sometimes, though, we, get, we receive what I call physical validations. In other words, we receive signs. For example, if we're investigating a location and let's say that a door suddenly slams, as you see on the film, The Possessed, we had a door just totally slam on us and it wasn't that this that this spirit was evil it was basically saying pay attention to me right and i feel a lot of times we receive signs that we automatically assume that they are evil when it, in fact what they're doing is saying you're not paying attention to me so i'm going to get i want to get your attention yeah i understand that spirits can sometimes come to you in dreams but how do you know the difference between a real spirit communication in your dreams and just an ordinary recap of your day very good question. Uh, well, you know, we we dream. I, I believe we dream an average of seven to ten dreams a night. You know, and sometimes it's like uh, I'd like to remember all those. <laughs> but the best way to know if it is a spirit that it is a communication to you, and what better time for your for your loved ones to connect with you than when you're sleeping? They have your full attention. You'll be both totally focused on them. And they understand this. You know, they try to give us messages around throughout the day, but we're so totally focused on our daily routine, we tend to over not see the messages we receive. But the, the, the best way to know that if you're receiving a message from a loved one or from a spirit is if you know that spirit, if you acknowledge that spirit, you know who it is, you're acknowledging it. And the majority of the time, it is that loved one giving you a message. Now, I do share this, that what to understand is there are times that you receive messages and dreams that are what I call symbolism. There's a reason for that. In other words, don't that, if they say something to you, don't take it literally because it may be in symbols. I mean, the good book was written in symbols for one reason, for us to not say, oh, okay, I understand and go on. Right. It's for us to continue to learn each day. And there's times that our loved ones will may give us, a, 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 you know, may say something to us in a dream. Or a spirit may say something in a dream, and you'll wake up and you'll say, I had no clue what that means. You know, and this is where I, I, I practice. I recommend to start practicing having a digital recorder or, or notebook or notepad next to your bed. 
you uh, tell yourself to wake up as soon as the dream's over. Record the dream that you had, what you saw, what you what they was what was said, and and how you felt, and then go and then go back to sleep. And then when you wake up the next morning, review what you have recorded, and you'll and you'll understand what the message is for. Mm. That's uh, interesting, Rick, because uh, about a week and a half ago, I had. Uh, a dream. Uh, well, I don't know if it was a dream or a message. Uh, I forgot to set my alarm clock and I had work that day. And I heard a woman's voice say while I was sleeping, uh, his alarm didn't go off. And then I heard Mike really loud and I woke up. Now, <laughs> I don't know if that was my you know, internal clock working into my dreams knowing that I had to get up or someone was sending me a message that Mike, I'm late Mike's for work. Mike's hearing voices again. <laughs> well, usually, usually, Mike, it's my snoring that wakes me up. But, uh, <laughs> but you know, it, again, there are times, and again, to understand this, is that there, they, that is the best time for them to connect with you because you're, they have your full attention. And by doing so, then they can, they can share messages with you. Now, that's a good point you mentioned earlier. Not every dream you receive is to be looked at as being a message because it may be a part of your just your daily routine. I noticed but, that yeah. usually the message dreams are, are more like lucid dreams. They seem, when you get a visit, it seems like it's really happening rather than just absolutely. a dream. That's absolutely so. Absolutely so. And, uh, you know, and that's, that's, a, that's a great definition to put that. When you feel that it's actually going on, you're in a sense placing yourself and facing them face-to-face with your spirit, with their spirit. Right. Rick, um, a lot of investigators um, don't like to go into cemeteries, and and some do. I I just happen to be one of the people that enjoys it. And uh, what's your thought on that? Well, again, I've had those that... That have, I've been to cemeteries. I've been to, you know, one of the most famous ones, I guess, is around the Gettysburg. And, you know, I've been asked, do I get anything when I'm there? Well, absolutely so, because, again, there is there is history there. There is memories there. Uh, do I feel like that the loved ones are trapped there? Absolutely not. You know, I feel that when you go, if you go to a cemetery to investigate, once again, they know why you're there. So they're going to help you. Right. But I always share I always share with the loved ones in consultations that don't feel bad if you're not going to to the cemetery to because they're not there. They're with you. So if you go there to and I've had those that say, Well, Rick, when I go there I feel like they're right next to me, you know, they're standing right next to me. Well, again, they are because you're going there to honor them. You're going there to respect them. You're going there to reflect on them. Yeah. But when when you leave, they're going to leave. Why would they want to stick around in a cemetery? <laughs> right. <laughs> right. The physical body's there, but their spirit is not. Right. I have a question about reincarnation. Um, how does that affect spirits that are still, I guess, amongst us? Do they choose to go back to, or they do they choose to go back to the physical body, or is it something that they can't control? Well, I, first of all, I share with everyone that, that my insight that I'm sharing and I've been sharing is, is something that I've been, that I feel is based on the loved ones that's been, the spirit's been helping me in my life. 
But when Rick Hayes completes his plan and move, he moves on, his creator may say, sit down, Rick. we got a lot to talk about because you were wrong on a lot of things. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, I, on reincarnation, I'm still learning about reincarnation. I Am I saying it's not possible to be reincarnated? Absolutely not. The only, the, the only issue I'm have struggling with is that I feel that when we're created, we're all given a very unique spirit like no other. Mm-hmm. along with a very unique physical body like no other and a very unique purpose path in life like no other. And when we complete our plan, our unique spirit simply moves on. Now, can this spirit return and go into another body? Well, sure, our creator can do anything. But the only problem I have is is that it's almost like it's almost like taking the spirit off the off the shelf and dusting it off and saying, I'm gonna overhaul the engine and put it into this body. <laughs> so I've asked I've asked loved ones who's came through me, have you ever been here before? And I've never got an answer. So can can reincarnation be possible? Absolutely. Do I feel it's possible? I'm still learning about it. I right. do feel there are times when we feel like we've been in a, a past life that there are times that it is simply our loved ones saying, back when I was your age, this is what I what, this is what I did to help us learn the lesson. So, Rick, do you believe in karma? Do you believe that what we do here affects us in the afterlife? Absolutely. So, and and, and that's why, not you know, I'm I'm not just. You know, everyone asks me, they say, Rick, are you a psychic? Are you a medium? Or, you know, and I, and I share, well, the media has called me everything from psychic to psychic medium to paranormal consultant to life consultant to life coach. I just tell everyone, just call me to dinner. I'll be happy. Okay? <laughs> <laughs> but, but, but uh, you know, I do, I, I'm a strong believer that, and this is what I speak a lot on, is that, the karma that you create here in your life each day is going to give you more value and understanding of the value of life when you when you complete your plan here and move on. So absolutely, so you by creating great karma each and every day by waking up smiling, you know, giving thanks for what you have, giving having a positive attitude by doing so, it, it will also it will also increase the value in the life after. Plus, I also feel by having a positive attitude, you also dissolve these blocks we talked about earlier, and you're able to connect more with the abilities that you have within. Well, if you just joined us, you're listening to Island Ghost Radio. We are speaking with Rick Hayes from Life's Gift. Uh, Rick, so this is a really big question. What do you believe is going on on the other side? First of all, Mike, you mentioned earlier someone woke you up the other, other night or something about the alarm clock, and you mentioned a female voice. But as you're talking, I really feel like it's more – I feel you're more connected to a male, a male energy, and I almost feel like it's on your dad's side. Just So this may be your dad or your dad's, grand, or your dad's dad. Has your grandfather moved on? Yeah, my grandfather actually passed away, I think, a year before I was actually born. Okay, he's been with you throughout your life, all right? Wow. And is, is, is your grandmother – also, is your grandmother still? Uh, as well? Yeah, all of my grandparents are deceased, unfortunately. Okay, <laughs> you may he may have been hard at, at your grandmother to wake you up that day. Okay, <laughs> so but he's been around you all, all your life, and and so I just wanted to share that with you. But 
But um, wow, thank I, you. I'm sorry that I had to. It's almost like I had a three-way calling here. What was your question again? I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> what What is life like on the other side? Well, the best the best definition I can come up with is it's almost like having a big family reunion. And if you think about a reunion, and as you can tell by, by my by my voice, I have a little bit of a southern accent, <laughs> and and you know I'm 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 from a very home based uh, home based environment, and so I, I de- define it as being a family reunion. Think about a family reunion. You go to a you all gather, and you may have not seen each other for quite some time, and you gather, and you start laughing, and you start hugging each other, and grandmother wants to hug you, and, and they start, and you start laughing, and you start talking about the stories and the memories of the past and, and enjoying the time together. It, it, to me, that's what it is like over there. It is everyone getting together. Now, I've been asked, you know, is it – you know, what are they doing over there? And I've had those that share with me, and I don't understand it, but there's been times they've shared with me to let, for example, let their loved one know that I'm I'm on the bank of the pond fishing. And when I share that with someone, they, they would say, come back to me. They would say, well, you know what? That makes so much sense because he loved to fish, and he was always, that's what made him happiest when he was here. Now, is he is this individual, for example, literally fishing on the other side? We don't know yet, but I think what they're also doing is letting that their loved ones here know that how happy they are, how peaceful they are. There's a lot. There's a lot of peace there. There's a lot of love there. There's I, that. There's absolutely no pain, no sadness. I've had. I, I'm using grandmothers as, as an example quite a bit, but I've had, for example, a grandmother come through and and not be angry but just be very firm because they really want me to get the message through to them, you know, and, and say, you know, now be firm, you know, and, and I'll even tell you, tell me, now be serious on this. And, you know, so, <laughs> so, but they're not, they're not angry, but that's what it's like over there. So it's just like having a big family reunion. I've had a, a few visits from my dad who passed away in 2003 and he, he looks yeah, he's better. Than, he, he's, he, he's wanting to, he's wanting me to tell who, what's your first name again? Erica. Is that your full name? Uh, well, that's my first name. <laughs> yeah. Do you have a long? Do you have a longer middle name? Ann, no, Erica Ann. Okay, then he's putting the two names together. Okay, he he okay. um okay. he came through to me, and he was about twenty years younger. He came through a few times, and he always looks very happy and healthy. And he told me that he was learning a lot. It was kind of like being in college. Yes. So yes, what? Do you, absolutely. So and, yeah. and he come through you with you younger. Uh, Erica, first of all, they they will show you that they will they will share with you. Again, they're not in their physical bodies, but to better us help us to understand how they're feeling, they yes. will give us an age, or they will give us a you know a time in their life when they felt the healthiest and the happiest, and and so that's probably what your father was doing, uh, and and also they they will share even experiences with you during that time to give a validation of that time. Right. Was he, was he? Did he struggle with a sickness before he moved on? Oh yes, yeah. Okay. Was this something that he he battled with for like over a year and a half, two years? Absolutely. Okay. All right. Well, you know he's better now. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um. Right. I, I got a question. Getting back to the karma. Are, are were you saying that karma does it come around and complete itself after you die or while you're still here? Uh, it, it it goes on as you're as you're here. You may 
you made a great point earlier about, you know, that he's still learning over there, and he, it's like going back to school. I feel like each day that we're given here, we're, in a sense, in school, and yes. we're creating our karma while we're here. So it is something that we're creating as we're here. It, it's almost like we're rejuvenating. We're, we are re-energizing. We are filling our spirits while we're here so that when we do move on, we will the karma will, the karma will be taken with us. Right. Um, before, you also mentioned when you go, um, we were talking about um, evil and, and the old fella. And uh, you know who I speak of. And sure. you, you said that he affects you. Um, he can't if you're not positive. Do you mean as in a positive attitude or like if you're, say, sad about something or depressed? I mean, is that a chance for that evil to jump in? Is that what you're trying to say? Well, yes, because depression or sadness will almost will almost lift the curtain, per se, on and allow some of the negative energy to come in, and along with that negative energy, they will that will also allow them to come in the back door. Right. So it's nothing wrong with being sad because I I wrote in an article. It's okay to be. Is it okay to cry? Absolutely, because what you're doing is you're showing the love through the tears that you're sharing mm-hmm. for missing that loved one. But if you're depressed, if you're sad, if you're angry. Um, these things not necessarily is a, is a total open door for an evil spirit to come into your right. into your path because they're human emotions. But it is it is it's almost like lifting a curtain a little bit to let some to let these other negative energies come in. Right. Question: uh, Why is it that you not, don't necessarily see signs of those around us when they've passed on? Well, we do. But, but what we need to understand is that their time is not like our time. And, uh, and what I'm saying is, for example, I had a consultation uh, here recently, and they said, Rick, uh, my loved one, it's been, it's been almost six months now, and I had yet to get a sign. Are they not around me? Are they mad at me? What's going on here? And I share with her that what we must understand is the best, the best statement I've heard or I've read is, a thousand years is like a day, and what this is saying is what we need to understand is a thousand years to us is like a day to those on the other side because their time is different than our time. We're on a 24-hour, seven-day-a-week time. They're on an everlasting lifetime. So uh, what may be six months to us here may be only six minutes to them. Yeah. So patience is very important. Uh, I do feel that they they try. They really do want us to know they're still around. They give us messages. They give us signs. Sometimes we assume the sign is is a coincidence or, again, imagination. Uh, I do share when I speak that you must use logic, but you almost – but don't forget to to use your life after logic. And what I mean by that is if a picture falls off a wall – and you had a 5.2 earthquake. I think the earthquake had something to do with the picture. <laughs> okay, but 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 if a picture falls off the wall and there's nothing logical to explain it, don't just say, "Huh, that must have been a coincidence." Look at the picture. Who see who the picture is? Why did it fall at this time in your life? What's going on in your life? What what is the message here? Why would this individual want to give you a sign at this time? So use logic, but also don't forget your life after logic. Right. Now, I know this is totally ridiculous, and we're human, and we have human emotions, so we can't actually expect to do this. But when our loved ones um, 
cross over, shouldn't we kind of celebrate it? And I mean, I know we cry for ourselves because we miss them, but they don't miss us on the other side, right? Because they're with us. Great question again. I love this show, by the way. Thank you. <laughs> uh, uh, you know, there's two places that I, I really struggle. I've struggled with all my life going to. And one is a hospital. And by the way, I'm speaking in, a, in an abandoned hospital. I'm going to investigate and speak in an abandoned hospital in Chattanooga, Tennessee this, this next weekend. Awesome. <laughs> but one is a hospital. The reason I, I had trouble with hospitals is because when I go in, literally thousands of loved ones spirits are around because they are around their loved ones who are in the hospital sick. And when I leave a hospital, I am totally wiped out Yeah. because I, because there's so many in there. The other one is a funeral home. And, and the reason is, is simply throughout my life, I have not been able to cry in a funeral at a funeral Yeah. simply because, you know, I'm standing there and, and I'm trying and I can't be sad because as I'm standing there, the loved ones, the spirit of the loved one is standing right there showing me that they're fine, right. you know? So, so I've never had been able to, it's okay to be sad because again, it's showing how much you care for them. Right. It's okay to miss the individual by missing, holding them physically, talking with them physically, you know, and, and, and things like that. But having the understanding that they are still now around you, they are still going to live forever. Uh, you know, it it does release, remove some of the sadness that you have. Yes. Eric, I need to share with you, uh, I, I, um, we, we talked about, I don't know, something about the 7th or the 17th for you as well. So will you remember that, please? Yes. I, I don't know if they're trying to share with me. It's, it's a, you know, it may be a, uh, when they give me numbers, I'm not quite sure what the numbers are for, but, but I feel like it's a, it's a 7 or 17th. The 17th, uh, that's, I that's my. I feel like it's a day that's my parents' uh, wedding anniversary. Okay, because I'm supposed to acknowledge that, okay? Okay, I'll tell my mom he said happy anniversary. Oh, okay. okay. Thank you. <laughs> All right, you're welcome. <laughs> well, I have a question. How does believing in the afterlife affect people if they don't uh, believe in it and they die and they realize they were wrong? Yeah, do we create a <laughs> self-fulfilling prophecy? Do they get there and go, holy crap? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I've, I've had them do that. I've had... I've. Uh, you know, first of all, I share with everyone, it's okay to be skeptical because, you know, to me, being skeptical is simply saying you're still learning to understand. And and so, you know, when everyone says, you probably have a lot of people don't believe in what you do. And I said, well, that's fine because, you know, if we all felt the same way, we wouldn't learn each day. Right. So it's, it's okay to have different views. But I also have had those that loved ones who have come through and, and they will share with their loved ones, I didn't expect this, but guess what? It's real. <laughs> and, you know, and then they'll start sharing some. And, and the loved ones who I consult with will tell me, they'll say, you know, he, he or she would have, did not believe in this. They, and I said, oh, I know. They wouldn't be here right now if, if it wasn't for the fact that they were a spirit now. They wouldn't have came with you if they was in their physical body because they didn't believe in this. But they definitely do now. I have a question, a sort of a statement and, and a question. Um, I had a, a bad accident was not when I was nine, and, and then I had an NDE. And the problem I have with now is I'm not afraid of death. I'm not afraid of the afterlife. Is this, is this Diane? No, this is Erica. Erica again? Okay. I had – I because the problem I have is that it really hurt before I passed, and I don't want to go through that again. Does it hurt, does it hurt for everybody to cross over? <laughs> is it, does it always have to hurt? No, and it and it doesn't, and it doesn't. I, 
you know, it, you will. Let me put it in this example. I, I had an, I just had a consultation that a loved one had in a motorcycle accident. He shared with their with their loved ones that he felt his physical body being thrown from the motorcycle. He felt his the impact of the concrete pavement as soon as he hit the the, the pavement. But as soon as he hit that, he shared with them that it, it felt his body felt numb. Right. It almost like he they went completely numb. And he rode and I and they vowed this for me, but he actually rode into off the pavement into this other area. And he didn't feel any of that. I feel right before we move on, and, and a lot of those that are experiencing cancer, experiencing any physical uh, challenges before they move on, it's almost like when we're actually getting ready to complete our plan to move on, we are taken away from the pain because really the pain is all with the physical body. It has nothing to do with right. the spiritual body. Yeah. Well, so I know. If we actually are moving on and, and going into our spiritual body, we are actually separating from the pain. Right. Once I separated, it was like euphoric. You know, the pain went away, yeah. but, you know, it was just not fun getting to that point. <laughs> uh, well, we're getting to the point of the end of the show, but we want to talk to you first uh, before you go about the possessed. Can you tell us about that? Oh, it's, I, I'm glad you brought that up. I, I had such a great time on that film, and and uh, the I I did not. There's there's three things I always share with when I'm going to be on the media or going to be on in a locate going on investigation or going to be on television or anything. Number one is I want to make sure I got my M and M's in my in my dressing room. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Number one is I don't want to be scripted. I feel like we have a lot of scripting going on in the media today. Yeah. And in this industry, and I don't want to be scripted, and I don't want to be told what it's, where we're, what what the location is. I don't want to know the background of it. I understand that there are certain stipulations you got to follow to to do a film, but Chris and Phil Booth are great producers. I, I love working with them, and they understood they understood my values on this, so they did not tell me anything about this. What what the film was? I didn't even know the title of the film. And so we went to this location. The film is about the first documented case of a individual being, quote, possessed by another individual. Uh, it is a phenomenal film. I, I think after I saw the, the, the film before it came out, uh, I was in what got me more than anything was that you and you'll see it on the when it comes out on sci fi network. You'll see how we treated individuals back during that late 1800s, how we treated them in mental asylums. It's unbelievable how we how they were treated, and and how and our mindset has changed so much. Back then, if you had an epileptic seizure or if you had high blood pressure, they automatically assumed there was you was controlled by the by the devil, or you were wow. you know there was there was something you was possessed. But the film is is has been out on DVD for a couple months now. It's going to be on the Sci-Fi Network on October the eighth at nine o'clock. It's one. It's part of the thirty-one days of Halloween. Uh, you'll see me on there connecting with Mary, and uh, we and we got. I think they said we ended up getting about one hundred twenty-one EVPs. We got some uh, amazing in, images on thermal, as they, and they were doing. Bill Chapel had all of his equipment there. And as all this was going on around me with the equipment, it was great working with these guys because I was able to use the tools I have with them and incorporate, incorporate with their tools. And uh, it, was, it ended up being a, a phenomenal film to, to be a part of. 
Well, we're looking forward to it, definitely. Absolutely. Yeah, can't wait for that. Rick, would you like to give us uh, your contact info or website or something? Sure. Uh, just go to lifegift.com. That is all one word, L-I-F-E-S-G-I-F-T.com. And there you'll find all the, everything that's going on uh, at LifeGift and with myself. Uh, and if you want more information about consultation or anything like that, again, just go to lifegift.com. That's where you um, that's where everything is going on. Awesome. Man, I, I could talk to you for hours. <laughs> Rick Hayes. I, mean, I, I, I can't believe it's been, you know, I can't believe it's been almost an hour already. It seems like it's, I feel like it's been five months, just five minutes. Be, before you hang up, hang on the line, okay, after we get done with the show. Rick Hayes, thank you for joining us. Yes, thank you very much. Thank you. It's my pleasure. Thank you. And keep the faith, everyone. We will. Thank you again. <laughs> 